Have you been feeling stuck, limited, or blocked in your spiritual life? Are you looking for breakthrough today? We are here creating a safe place to uncover real answers to honest questions. Because this is not just another self-help podcast. This is Life for Your Soul. Welcome back to another episode of Life for Your Soul. Virginia and Rachel are here. We have a <laughs> we have a guest today in the studio. And before I introduce her, um, Rachel and I wanted to just say this Be a Good Receiver series has been awesome. We've really enjoyed producing it. We've gotten some really great feedback from you listeners on this series, and we didn't want to let go. We didn't want to say goodbye yet. Yeah, so we decided that we're going to still do the Rayma episode. Yep, which is now. Just now, but we're going to, with a twist, it's a Rayma with an interview. Yes. Normally our Raymas are kind of whatever we want to talk about, which this still fits in that category, but... In the context of being a good receiver, we also want to say, what does it look like when you are a good receiver and you've really had some difficult moments with the Lord? I'll just put it that way. So we're going to dive in. Uh, our guest today is a friend, a... Well, she's a wonderful a, friend. <laughs> a friend, a wonderful friend. She's very close to Rachel and I both. She also happens to help us manage our social media for the Sevenfold Ministry. And she's kind of like our little, you know, um, our Luke Skywalker to Obi-Wan. You know, we're the... Disciple, we're, I think, is the word you're looking for. She's our little pad one. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, welcome to the show, Paris. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was the longest intro. <laughs> not facts. Not that um, awkward. Only no, somewhat awkward. Just, just a little bit. I like the Padawan thing. You know, may the force be with you and all that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Paris has a really cool testimony and a story, and I think that it is uncommon and at the same time common. I feel like it's relatable to a lot of people with some of the stuff that um those of us who are saved later in our life get to. W- get to walk through like it's a joy. Uh, it's not a joy. Um, but some of the things that we walk through. And um, I'm personally very excited to hear more Paris from you. And um, you and Rachel, I'm sure going to have lots of digging around today. Uh, just bear with us. Because I was there for the whole... The whole thing. The whole thing. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So why don't we just start at that place? We're just going to dive right into it. We're going to jump in. Rachel, why don't you lay the foundation of what's going on? How did Paris and you meet up? Um. So I worked a lot of years of retail. I've mentioned that in a previous episode. And at the end of my retail career, I ended up at a motorcycle dealership. And I was selling motorcycle gear, but we needed a, um, it was like an office assistant position. And I actually wanted that job, but they wouldn't let me have the job because they're like, we need you to do apparel. Uh, so I was a little miffed because we were had a lot of turnover in that position. And we had had a couple people in that position and then Paris was hired. Ta-da! <laughs> and that was my first, you know, I met her there and we got, you know, in our position at that job, it does have a lot of downtime. So we were able to like to talk and get to know each other. And I quickly realized that Paris did not have Jesus in her life. Nope. <laughs> and at the time, I wasn't super comfortable sharing about God. And I thought the best tactic was if I could just get this girl to my church, maybe something would happen. That's a good and thing. And so that kind of is where it started. Yeah. I uh, 
I, I think I had a lot of questions about God. And I part of me, I think, in my unsaved life was trying to like bait Rachel a little bit to tell me like all the things. And so when we met, she um after, you know, weeks of talking and her trying to be like, hey, like everything you like, you can't get your doctrine from Supernatural. Like that's not the show Supernatural. The show you. Supernatural. Like you cannot get <laughs> that's funny. your <laughs> reference point of Jesus from Sam and Dean. Like <laughs> and I'm like, what? Why not? I don't understand. Um, and it was kind of funny because uh, I was invited to a birthday party for, um, I guess a mutual friend has a birthday in March. And it was St. Patty's Day. And Rachel was like, hey, come to this birthday party. And then like the next day, Sunday, you can come to my church. It'll be really fun. And I was like, okay, cool. And at the time I lived with my parents and my mom was like, no, you're not leaving on a Saturday. That's also St. Patrick's Day at night. That's not happening. So you're going to stay home. So I, <laughs> she did. She was worried about all the drunks on the road. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so I texted Rachel. I said, "Hey, I won't be able to come to this party. I felt really bad because it was like kind of the first time that I'd been invited um, to something outside of work and whatnot. And I was really excited to meet a new friend. And so I said, um, so I told her, I said, I will come to your church. I'll come to your church on Sunday, like to make up for the fact that I didn't go to this party that you invited yeah. me to. And uh, literally, I Sunday, like it was really cool. I walked in. I'm like." Oh, it's a movie theater, which at the time in my life, I spent most of my downtime in the movie theater. Like I was always saying movies. So I felt you super comfortable. Oh, yes, yeah. Me. I had a whole, I have a whole movie, movie subscription, um, that I still have now throughout the pandemic while everything was closed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's cool. So that was like a, an a easy entry point for you. Yeah. Like super, I was like, oh, like this is cool. This is very nice. And I'm sitting there and worship is super cool. And I'm like, whoa, they have like a band and they're singing. And this is like really fun. And they have the light show when the lyrics on the giant projector. And I'm like, this is cool. And so I'm kind of sitting back still like not trying to be like, Oh, I don't want to like make, I don't want to drag too much attention to myself to make people think that like I need them to talk to me because I don't need that. Yeah. Um, little do I know the Lord was like, you thought. And, <laughs> and the whole message goes through and it was a uh, on, they were having like a faith, like a child series that they were doing in church. And, um, I go to get some prayer because I was like, let me get prayer. Like, I'm feeling something stirring up emotionally. Let me go get some prayer. I start crying, have no idea why I'm boohooing on my knees right now in front of like these two little children and like this guy. And I go back to my seat, like feeling very emotional. Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> I don't understand. And the, uh, one of the, the, uh, lead pastors at the church are prophet literally calls me out by like by the color of my jacket she goes um you miss in the brown jacket i don't know you i've never seen you before but i hear the lord saying and i don't even catch all of it all i know is like i am on my knees at this point like on the ground sobbing my entire life out at this point i look over rachel is just on her face and at the time i don't I don't know like her backstory. I don't know about all the years in retail and how everything had to line up for this moment to me to be led to Christ. And I'm just losing it. And somebody comes over to me and they're like, have you received Jesus into your life? And I'm like, no. Like, do you want to? And I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> so like through like <laughs> snot and tears, I'm, I give the Lord's, uh, the sinner's prayer. And, and then they pray to, for you to be and filled they, with the Spirit. Yeah. Same time, right? No, that was a couple weeks later at the... Okay at the class. Anyways, um but yeah, so I walked away 
like really wanting to feel like all the good feelings, right? Like you hear a lot of people like, they're like, I gave my life to Jesus and I felt Jesus like breathe on me and it was a great experience (laughs) and I felt none of that. (laughs) And I remember for a few weeks later, like being like, okay, I'm trying, like Rachel says, I should like read my Bible and I should talk to, how does one talk to Jesus? Like, how do we pray? Like, what is, what do you mean by press? And like, there are all these like terms that were coming at me. Like, I don't know what this means, press in. I don't know what it means to spend time with well, Jesus. all that Christianese. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any of didn't know that I speak Christianese. I really didn't. But I knew like people were, and I was like, I still have all these questions. Like you, I'm like 20 something at this point with a life full of questions. And uh, it was kind of really cool because a lot of people were like, hey, like it's really good to have questions. I remember in, earlier in my life, I had been, every time I had a question, it was just like, oh, well, like you just need to accept it. Like this is the way that things are. So like accept it. Which, when you're a struggling teenager in the situation that I was in, it's not, like, an acceptable answer. Yeah. Um, So, really coming to a church where they're like, hey, the Lord gave you a big brain. It's okay to ask questions. And it's okay to want those questions answered. But you know where you're going to find them? In the Bible. Talking to Holy Spirit. Like, how how does that work? That doesn't tell me anything, but Mm. tells me everything also at the same time. So, um that's yeah. how it started. <laughs> Let me give you okay. So I'm, on my end of the thing, Paris was like the closest, and you know I always wanted to help somebody find Jesus at my job and all those years, and I you know I talked to them about God and had a lot of close calls or somebody almost you know, and then Paris was like super spiritually active, like in the sense that she really was interested in spiritual supernatural things and um and so like just her interest in this in the show supernatural and and all those things like and i know i'm like this chick she just needs god she's already like wants she cuz you even i remember you saying i mean there's got to be a, some kind of god like you or saying, yeah, of course, there's so got to be cool. something. I think you're like, I don't really care what it is. And yeah. maybe I'll figure it out someday. So you were already aware. Well, I had had a prayer to God. I was like, God, if I could just, because if, if there could just be one, just just one God in all the years of retail, if there could just be one person, can I lead somebody to Jesus? Just one, just one. My whole life, I hadn't actually led anybody to Jesus. That's amazing. And I had said that to him like the week, that weekend before. And so when Paris got called out by, um, by Pastor Ashley and she had a word from God for her. At the same time, I got so overwhelmed and hit by how incredible God was that all of this was happening in that moment. And that's why I hit the floor. Like, the, let the bodies hit the floor. Like, I hit the floor <laughs> so fast. I was on the floor. I was like, God, I'm so sorry. I repent. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> like, I knew in that moment Paris was having an encounter. You know, it yeah. wasn't just like, oh, I went to church and they were talking about Jesus and I thought, oh, let me try that. Like, she was getting impacted. And something was supernatural was happening something spiritual was happening so cool. and so it was so encouraging and then following that she was going to church you know for a couple of weeks and during the week at work i would just be telling her things and talking about things and as god was kind of leading me along to talk to her about and then without fail those first few weeks like apostle malik basically preached on what i told you like mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you were like literally was feeling attacked every Sunday. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's another thing too. Paris would always say, okay, we talk, we talk about conviction. Paris would always say, I feeling I'm getting attacked. Yeah. Like when you have a, it's conviction, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Like when you have a, uh, 
a message or a word that feels like it's so applicable to you. It's like you're personally being targeted. Mm-hmm. But she would say, yeah. I feel like, because she didn't have Christianese, she doesn't have the word conviction, right? That's not in her, right. her vocabulary, really. I mean, who uses that, really? Other than a convict gets convicted, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> And so she'd be like, yeah, I feel this attack. Like, I feel attacked. I'm like, that's your conscience. I mean, that's God speaking to you. Which, of course, went right over my head. We're in one ear and out the other. I'm like, <laughs> all I know is that I feel personally attacked. I'm feeling offended. From, so the, you know, the guy preaching at the pulpit was personally attacking you. Yeah, it was like God was like, <laughs> "Hey, this girl in the back of the theater, she's been doing X, Y, and Z. So you need to preach on this." <laughs> like in reality, that, that was nothing. Yeah. That, that's not that's how not, it works. No. <laughs> but God does orchestrate Amen. conversations and moments, and that was a fun couple of weeks because literally every week i was talking to her about a story of jesus or something and then apostle would preach on it that sunday yeah. and you were like, like rachel Whoa. would be like in the bible when jesus leaves the 99 for the one paris you're that one and i'm like yeah okay whatever rachel <laughs> and then literally sunday apostle malik is like uh and you know i don't know who needs to hear this but jesus is leaving the 99 for that one and i'm like what <laughs> Um, so what I think is unique, um, like I said earlier, unique and not unique about Paris's story is that, uh, I should say relatable, is that, so you got saved, right? You have this cool story. Rachel works a thousand years in retail just to meet Paris and get Paris saved, um, which is awesome. That is a miracle and a beautiful thing. And then Paris goes to church and you have your encounters and everything. So Paris, do you just like start you know, walking a really good life after that and like keeping the straight and narrow? No. (laughs) Short answer. No. Um, Like I I think, and this is where, you know, a lot of like wisdom has to come in because I didn't know, you know, there's so much of my previous, my unsaved life that I had just assumed like God was a certain way. So there's a level of coming into this and like, oh, what do you mean? Like, there's this guy in the sky who loves me. Mm, no, cap. Like, mm. <laughs> that's not true. It's false. And it wasn't, I don't know, it took me literally years to figure out that, no, like, God loves you and he wants the best for you and you have to walk with him to have those encounters with him. Like, he will only reach out as much... <laughs> Not as reach out as much as like you let him, but like also like he will only move as much as you let him. Like if you tell God, like, no, I'm like hoarding all my pennies. You can't touch my stack here. I'm going to be a dragon and like be a hoarder and you can't touch this. Then God's going to be like, okay, I won't touch it. Then that's fine. I'll wait over here by the door of the cave until you're ready. But so I'm sitting <laughs> to not here. Be smog or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Smog. So I'm sitting here, my whole like in the beginning, still like, no, I'm, I'm sitting on my pennies and I'm not moving, but you need to come to me. And God's like, sweetie, that's not how that works. Like, you gotta, you gotta give me something. You gotta read your Bible. You gotta, do you wanna talk to me? That, cause I also wasn't talking to him. I'm, I would go through these moments also of like spiritual attack, like almost right after where I just shut down and I was like, no. I don't want to go to church. Like church people are mean. They don't want to be my friend. Like, which is totally 
false. And I know that now, but I did not know that then. I was yeah. walking in so and much were, offense And then. you were also under attack as well, and you've had past trauma. So it's not like your past was kind of helping you at all in this arena. Yeah. I had to battle that orphan spirit. That's real. But to be fair, Paris actually was technically an orphan. Yeah, no, that's true. I, so. Uh, yeah. I, I spent some time in, which most people know about me, but I did spend some time in foster care when I was younger. Um, so it was like a literal orphan spirit. And like my birth parents' rights got signed away. I was literally legally a ward of the state um, for a couple of years before I was adopted. So yeah, that's fun. So there's a, there's a deep backstory there. But yeah. all that to say that it's not... It's not hard to understand why you would slip and slide around a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So what I'm curious for the people to know, what kind of stuff were you into before you got saved? Like likes, dislikes, or sin. However she wants it. However, <laughs> however, that, however that question hits you, you can answer. Uh, <laughs> I... I really was into the supernatural stuff. Like you can, I love horror movies. Um, all the supernatural, like demonology. Like I still had like this want to understand the spirit realm. Like I believed in demons to the point that I remember I even like before I met Rachel was like, okay, God, if you exist, then that means the devil exists. So Lord, let me see the demonic and then I'll know you exist and then I'll be saved. And like, I'll come to sense. you. Yeah. It totally makes sense, right? <laughs> like why ask to see angels when I can see demons and be scared? Yeah. Bleepness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, all the supernatural things, all the demon things, all the conjuring movies saw them all, um, multiple times. It was, yeah, no, I get the, I get the shivers thinking about <laughs> your, it because it was music was also pretty macabre so, sometimes too. Oh, yeah, no, I listened to like hard, hardcore metal, like death and destruction metal, and it was not good. In fact, yeah. I remember like being like, Rachel, this band, X, Y, and Z, just like drop this song and it's really good. You should listen to it. And she, I remember I played one for her and it's just like, Rah! and Rachel's like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> um, yeah, what else? I do remember one moment when I was trying, when Paris is, you know, I had never discipled or mentored someone brand new who didn't wasn't raised Christian. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to put the pressure on her. I don't want to be an unreasonable burden. I want to support her. But I also don't want to, like, let her run rampant without restraint. Like, in the yeah. sense that, like, going – if I see her make trying to make a bad decision, like, I don't want to, like, not say something. No, like, most of our relationship in the beginning was me telling Rachel all the bad stuff that I was still doing after getting or my planning life to, to do. And, yeah, we're planning to do. And her just sitting there like, ooh, no, please don't do that. I or, remember trying to tell you about Jezebel in the Bible. <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you about this evil queen (laughs) named Jezebel in the Bible and how we don't want to be like her. Literally, as I'm like, "Uh, so like, Rachel, here's how all my Tinder dates went this weekend. (laughs) And she's like, "Mm, so Jezebel, let's uh, let's talk about her. And I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) so did you understand, like, how much do you think now that you are where you are, like, how much do you think you understood then of, yeah, I got saved, but. I, it's okay for me to go back to living the way that I was living before. It's not okay. Like, how much did you? Know? I straight up did not understand any of that. And if I under, 
I didn't understand the fear of the Lord. I'll put it like that because I understood, okay, sin bad, like Christ good, sin bad. But I was still like, uh, but if Jesus died for my sins, that means I can sin and it'll be okay. And also dad, you really took, because you didn't really have a father figure in life. So you really, one of the good things that happened that held, you held on to the whole time was that God, daddy God, like you were like, I've I have never a father? in my life said daddy God. You know what I mean? That you were like, I have a father in yeah. heaven. Like God's my dad. I remember you saying this. Like yeah. God's like my heavenly dad. And you took to that That's and you love that. And that was a big piece of why I think that that kept you going was that you're like, but it also made you think, well, if he's my dad, he's just going to love me. And it all went in the in part and parcel with Jesus going, well, Jesus will just forgive me. It's totally okay. You know. Not like being like a God's dad and Abba and I love him and he loves me and forgetting the bit that God is also God. Yeah. Like master of the universe, the creator same God, like creator of everything. Uh, The same God who literally brought judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah is also the same God who so loved the world that he sent his only son to die. Like <laughs> I had to have both of them. And I only clung to at that, in the, especially in the beginning that no, no, no. If he loves me, he'll forgive me. And so I can do whatever I want. And that was partly because you really didn't know the Bible. No. Like not at all. you had a few verses that I tried to show you. And Loki refused to read it. Yeah. And um and so it's kinda easy. Like And why is that? It literally I thought the Bible was so boring and I was like, nobody wants to sit here and read this. Like this is dumb. I don't wanna I'm never gonna know it all anyways. It's too complicated. Hashtag demons. <laughs> Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Or you'd fall asleep or like you'd have a hard time. I would like go bleary eyed as I'm trying to like read the gospels. Um, Also demons. (laughs) (laughs) And it still wasn't even till like maybe I'd say like a good one to two years after that, that I was remember and I remember I called you and I'm reading the gospel and starting in Matthew, and um, I'm just like crying, like boo-hooing my eyes out at reading about baby Jesus being in Mary's womb and John the Baptist six months ahead doing somersaults in his mama's womb and just like, oh, this is so beautiful, like, savior, lord of all. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so it wasn't until like a good one to two years later that it actually started to hit me like, yes, he loves you and he's also God and Lord, and there needs to be a level of obedience here. You can't just run rampant and do what you want to do and think that the consequences aren't going to exist or happen. Mm. Um, And that was also me making that decision on trying to push through because even like I would try, like I would try to pray. I got filled with the Holy Spirit, like maybe a couple weeks after um, joining the church and was still feeling like this really heavy block. And like, I was like, I want to connect with God. I want to connect with Holy Spirit. I want to learn how to pray in the spirit, but I just can't. And I remember calling Rachel, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just feel like I just can't, like there's this block and I can't. And, um, I remember Rachel was just like, just push through. You have to push through, push through, push through. And so literally that took like a whole year or two before I actually understood the concept of, okay, what it means to push through hashtag obedience and (laughs) (laughs) what it means to actually like, I don't know, to, to walk in that. Yeah. To not give up to you. Um, and then too, I think one of the things you had to learn is the value of not catering to toxic relationships in your life too. And that was not through obedience. That was through disobedience that I learned that. (laughs) Yeah, because I think the important thing that 
I really want people to get from listening to your testimony is that we all have different walks. Like we all have different paths that lead us to the Lord. And I would say that it's, it's not very often that it's the norm that you were one way and now you're another because you get saved. And it's that clean of a shift and transition. Like giving your life over to Jesus is messy. Like there's a lot of it's just messy, you know, and there's a lot of stuff involved that you have to, okay, I got saved. Okay, well, I'm living with unsafe people. I need to go talk to them. It, maybe they're your parents and they don't understand what's going on with this shift in your life and you're having a hard time and it's easier to just ignore it and pretend like you're not so that you don't have to have awkward conversations with your coworkers. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many things that can go on in this. And I love Paris, your story of how it was messy and it wasn't just so linear of good, you know, bad to good. And I just stayed that way. So I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that, like back and forth and back and forth and what you're. Yeah. Can I say something real quick before she launches into that? The last episode, the application activation episode, we talked about how, um, we talked about the difference between getting your ticket to heaven and Jesus being Lord of your life. So in that moment, when Paris ignorant Paris who didn't know any better because she's not church, doesn't know, doesn't know the Bible. Like she's ignorant of all things Christians, really. She's like, okay, I'll I'll try Jesus. I'll give him, I'll I'll say the prayer. And in that moment, I truly believe wholeheartedly that you, that there was a deposit made there that Holy Spirit touched you and that you got your ticket to heaven. Like that was your opening the door. Do you know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. was the door opening. And like the door wedged open and Holy Spirit got his foot in. <laughs> and it was a series of several years before that transi- transition from, okay, it's just, I got my ticket to heaven. I'll just go live my life to then going, oh, wait, God is involved in every part of my life. He wants to have a say in all of the things. Yeah. And I haven't been here for the whole story. Rachel is definitely uh been here for much longer of this whole thing. But even just the past six months, there has been such a dramatic shift in you, Paris. And I really think that it's going to be encouraging to a lot of people to hear kind of the that battle of the back and forth. Okay. Um, well, thank you. Uh, I love you guys. You guys have been like such great friends, honestly. Um, I, yeah, the back and forth, again, it was even when there was me wanting to live my life and not want to listen to God, not want to pray um, or do anything really. There was always this level of conviction. And I remember I would like call Rachel in like tears being like, I did this really bad thing and I don't know what to do. And, you know, just that. And then I'd have like my ups for a few months where I'd be like, Rachel, I'm reading the Bible. And I I just got through all the gospels. And I just love the gospels. I want to stay here because I just love them so much. And then I'd be like, nah, I haven't touched my Bible in like six months. And like, we don't need to talk about it because it's fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, my like whole life would be in flames. And I would just be like sitting there like a meme, like, yep, this is fine. Like... <laughs> The demons are running my life. (laughs) (laughs) And this is okay. Um, And I mean, there were definitely some really bad points that now that I know what I know, I know were clearly all from um, 
my just def- defiance. I wouldn't even call it rebellion, just straight up defiance. Um, because I was ungrateful and I could admit that now, <laughs> but even, you know, I, like I got into a relationship that I was re- ready to marry this guy that I thought was, you know, everything. Meanwhile, there's nothing but witchcraft and demonic mm. activity. And it was just not fun. Like Jezebel and Ahab were running and, rampant and in that guys, relationship. And you guys' relationship was just, just your engagement with each other was toxic. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't really be doing anything. He would just might be like just sitting there. Like, and I would just be like so angry. I'm like, I want nothing to do with you. But yet it was also like, no, like I can't live without you. You have to stay. I don't want, but it really, it was so bad. It just evolved into like this, like toxic, like breakup and it got really ugly. Um, so 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Um, <laughs> And I was still in that, that was a desperate place of wanting to have this encounter with God. Because of course, you know, we hear about so many love stories that God orchestrates. And yeah. I was like, you want that connection. I wanted that yeah. connection. And I really wanted that to be something that God did for me. And I was not listening to the right voices. Um, so that led me there. And you would think from there, then I was up an upward, upward hitch. And then it went back down again. So there was like a lot of ups and downs and, um, my definitely my Christian walk. And it wasn't until I'd say June, July-ish, um, ironically sitting with Rachel in her living room and just super angry. Um, and I'm like, I want, like, God knows my address. If he wants to come see me, he's going to come and see me. Clearly, he doesn't want to come and see me and he doesn't love me and he's done nothing for me. Side note, I have had like so many encounters with God <laughs> that I don't want to admit. Yep. You conveniently <laughs> forgot in that moment. Super convenient. Like, I have, for example, I have, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a shy 26 now. Um, got my license when I was 18, have been in six car accidents, most of them not my fault. The fact that I've been in six car accidents in about six years is like a whole different topic for a different day. But the fact that every time I was unharmed, not mm-hmm. a scratch on me, yeah, cars were totaled. Um, there was this really bad one on 66 that I ended up on one side of the highway and landed in the median. Whoa. Um, yeah, no, super bad whole axle just missing off my car like and you were fine and i was completely fine not a scratch on me wow and each time i had been in a car accident i happened to get like a newer car too and (laughs) not realizing that this is a whole blessing in my life right now that i am a unharmed and b like i get i get an upgrade (laughs) so ungrateful um when the devil says (laughs) no (laughs) god says yes okay anyways um, <laughs> and you know convenient for getting all these things like a time where i actually heard the audible voice of god um driving in my car i happened to be leaving a friend's house where i had been drinking um and i didn't realize that i had fallen asleep at the wheel and thought i was fine first of all i would never get into a car i would like that on record i would never get into a car where i didn't feel like i wouldn't be fine but i felt like time had passed i thought i would be fine um got into the car was fine like you know literally just gotten onto the highway and all of a sudden i hear this voice say paris you need to open your eyes now and i open my eyes and i'm literally like inches like literally inches away from slamming into this car in front of me and i jerk my wheel really fast i spin out and i land on the side of the road don't hit anything my car's fine other than like it stalled naturally and i've never like from that moment was like okay like this is like this cannot happen again and still like to this day i'm not an i still cannot shake that feeling of 
Like God saved your life. God saved my life. Like somebody was looking out for me and was literally like, you need to open your eyes up right now. And I'll never forget that. And it still messes me up in the sense of like, I don't like, there's no logical explanation for like what happened. Other than God. Other than God. Um, So anyways, June, July, having sitting ironically in Rachel's living room, just boohooing about all the things that God has not done for me. Meanwhile, (laughs) she has seen all of them. (laughs) And she literally just looks at me and she goes, I'm going to tell you something as your friend and you're not going to like it, but you need to hear it because it's the truth. And I'm like, what, Rachel? Just spit it out. Like, whatever. She's like, you're not grateful. Not only are you not grateful, you are conveniently forgetting everything that God has done for you. And you need to literally sit in some thankfulness and gratefulness before you start telling the Lord what he will and will not do. Mm. It's a whole word. Uh, mm. So then I really started like, and we're both crying at this point, And I kind of have this moment. I'm like, dang, like, what did I do to make my friend cry? Like, maybe I really do need to have like some reflection on what I'm doing wrong. And days later, I had this whole revelation of, dude, not only am I ungrateful and un- completely thankless, um, thankless, not yeah. thankful. Um, I am not worthy. And it was like this whole like moment with God of being like, you, like, I love you and you are my creation, but you are also like not God. So, mm-hmm. you know, think about all these times where your life was saved that could have easily not been saved because I am God. Like, you yeah. know, like he really put it in perspective for me that I, I, I am a tiny little nothing and he is God. Yeah. You know, um, and that really, I, I've been on, on an, uh, on an upward upward trend since then (laughs) no it's it's good i was glad to see a shift because it was funny because you would bounce back and forth between me and rachel for a period of time whereas like no 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 you i'm gonna listen to you i don't like what you're saying anymore i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna listen to rachel (laughs) you know and so there's a little bit of like a back and forth and i think when you had that wrestle with God and you really understood like that fear of the Lord and started walking in that gratefulness, you were able to hear things that both of us would say and not run one direction or the other. You just like heard it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that was a really big shift. It would be like, I would read my Bible or just like be talking to God and all of a sudden something would hit me. And then I'd like, depending on who was available, like I'd be like, oh, let me, let me, let me tell you guys about this great revelation I had. And for a while it was a, oh, you mean that thing that I told you two weeks ago that you didn't <laughs> want to listen to? That thing? Oh, okay, cool. No, I'm glad. I'm glad it sunk. So I'm glad. I'm glad you listened to somebody. <laughs> yeah. You know, those, you know, those movies where, um, you have like the hero, the heroine, and they get under some kind of spell. You know, there's like a witch or something yeah. that puts them on a spell, and they're acting weird. And the other person's trying to wake them up and go, yeah. "No, this is not you. They're, they're, you're under a spell, like something, like an enchantment." Like all those movies, there was an enchantment. I felt that way. Like Paris was under this enchantment, this demonic enchantment lie. That I, I mean, maybe you can pinpoint it, Paris. I think part of it was I've had this horrible traumatic life where I could have a lot of things to not be thankful for, right? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I meet this great God is supposed to be the best and he's, you know, not making up for all the things and not I don't know how to say it, but he wasn't doing it like I think there a lot of me expected God to fix all the broken pieces. Like 
I don't know if I was expecting a time machine or <laughs> what I was expecting, but there was literally like, like there were so many parts of me that are little girls in my childhood just crying. And like, why is this happening to me? I don't understand. And why didn't you stop it? Like there was even that whole moment of having to realize that a lot of the stuff that happened to me happened because humans are bad or some humans are bad and some humans make really bad decisions that hurt little girls and children. Yeah. And as much as God would hate for those things to happen, God gave us free will. And I can't, like, he can't go back on that because that would make, that would literally, um, what's the word? Like contradict. cancel out, contradict his word, which mm-hmm. if he contradicts his word here, you know, what's the, he, he, you can make a million arguments for how he can contradict his word here. And that's the great thing about God is that he is absolute in his word. Like what he says will happen, will happen. What he has said has happened, has happened. Um, so even having that moment of it's it wasn't God's fault what happened to me, you know? Yeah. Um, just people under demonic influence or people They're making really bad people. choices. Yeah, exactly. And also too, it's like and it's a hard topic to tackle because it's like God doesn't necessarily rescue us from every bad thing, but at the same time he's there to hold us and pick up the pieces and carry us through to the other side. Right. And it's a it's a difficult truth to grasp because in a in a fairy tale world, we just really want everything to go perfectly, you know? Yeah, totally. But God is restored. And so it was with this moment in our house and Paris and I were I was crying, she was crying. It's I just wanted in that moment for that enchantment to be broken, you know, for the breakthrough that that whatever lies you were believing would just stop and that you would be able to come alive again and breathe again, you know? And um and it was very shortly thereafter that it was there was just such a shift in that moment. And um and maybe you can speak to this Paris, but there was it was like a key moment where you're like, you know what? I'm all in. God, I'm done dipping my toe in. I'm I'm ready to jump in. Um and even that goes back to where you had been baptized in the past, but it wasn't quite the same thing as now when you've gotten baptized. Again. Oh yeah, that's good. You got us. Yeah, I got that. baptized um a couple of years ago with my uh fiance at the time. And I remember the thought process was, um, this is just like the next step. Like I want to be a good Christian, so this is what I have to do. Like there wasn't really an appreciation for being baptized, for being, you know, laid to rest and then risen again with Christ. Um, or even appreciation or understanding. Like I didn't get any of that until recently, um, maybe a couple weeks ago, I was going through trying to clean up some things and go through some little things. And I realized that I had my baptism certificate at the time was like literally crumpled and dusty and in a corner somewhere. Great analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then literally was having like this moment of, no, like I really, really haven't been grateful for any of the things that God has given me. I haven't been grateful even to fully appreciate, you know, that what a great gift that baptism is. Mm. Um, so on cup, the Sunday app, like literally the Sunday of that week when the apostle was like, Hey, we're doing baptisms next Sunday, you know, sign up. I was like, boom, signing up now. Um, because that was important to me for me to get to now with the understanding of what the baptism meant, what God has done in my life and understanding and appreciating what God has done in my life. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Like we're all in. We're, we're ready to be obedient. And I just, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Nothing but sit in his presence. (laughs) It was good. When Paris told me that she was getting baptized, I literally started crying immediately. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) 
It was such a huge um, moment. Yeah, we call that in Christendom as getting saved again, again. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of people will have days and moments in their life where you just come to a deeper understanding and deeper real- realization, mm-hmm. and it's almost like you're getting saved again, again. Like it's mm-hmm. it, and you you reach a level that you know in that moment you're you're never going back. Yeah, like. Paris is going to go to the next stage and she's going to have her individual struggles and things, but she's not going to deal with the stuff from the, the previous, you know, like that is yeah. been dead and gone and buried. Yep. Died so good. And um, kind of why we on the spur of the moment kind of did this with Paris is we were talking about being a good receiver this whole past series. Yeah. And, and really Paris, what's the secret? What's Paris's secret to being a good receiver? If you could sum it up. Uh, Listen to your older and wiser friends. Um, (laughs) Okay, Uh, so get a discipleship (laughs) situation happening. That's a good good tip. Uh, Honestly, it all all goes back to obedience. Like, that is the number one thing. um, And obedience in the Lord and having fear of the Lord. Yeah. um, And doing what he tells you to. Like, it's all obedience. Like, uh, that whole God is God, I am not thing really yes. hit you. Yes. Um, But just to clarify, right Paris. So when you made the decision to go, I'm all in, did not your ability to see and hear God really exponentially increase? Mm. Or, yes. So it's like you were hearing God, but it was more in the in the realm of conviction. Yeah, there were still like, there was very few, very few times where it was like, no, like this is God telling me like something important um, other than just conviction. And now it's been like revelation after revelation and literally having to sit there and receive that and take it in and live by that is really awesome. I think God can only give us as much as we can handle. Yeah. And once you are willing to commit, it's like God's like, okay, I can, I can, she can handle it now. I mean, that's yeah, my Yeah, because he's good away. to us. He knows where we are. He knows, mm-hmm. you know, he knows what we need when we need it. Because he is God and we are not. <laughs> he is God and All right. we are not. So other than that, any last things on your art that you want to share? <coughs> Anything? I'm just going to leave it open for any last words. Uh, last words. Okay. Um, For this particular episode. Not like ever. <laughs> <laughs> And be sure when we start talking about, you know, giving up your horror films and don't watch Supernatural, I'm sure Paris will want to be on that episode. Oh, yes, please. Because I has <laughs> stories upon stories. Um, no, uh, last things. You know, the good thing about being a good receiver is really in obedience and listening to God. Because um, there are a lot of things that God will probably tell you that you won't want to hear. And so we're gonna, you know, the enemy's gonna try to twist that and the enemy's gonna try to say, uh, you're wrong. Like I, you know, have definitely have times where I'm like, Jesus is yelling at me. Why is Holy Spirit yelling at me? I don't understand. And it's not Holy Spirit yelling at me. It's the enemy literally twisting Holy Spirit's words mm-hmm. into making it seem like that I am unloved and not worthy when in reality, Lord's like, no, I chose you. Like I chose you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and I love you so much. Please do what I'm telling you to. <laughs> um, so I think that's important too, is also being able to distinguish the, you know, voices in your head, quote mm. unquote, because there is a voice that's God and there's a voice that's the enemy. And um, I remember for a long time figuring out which one was which was really hard. Um, and now I feel like I am in a confident place that I know that when I'm hearing from God, I'm hearing from God. Yeah, that's that discernment is really important. Well, I appreciate you 
taking time and sharing your story with us. Like I said, like we've said, you know, this receiver topic has been really fruitful and we did not want to end it quite yet. And so I'm really glad, Paris, that you've joined us and got to share your story. And I really, I know that there's people that are going to be impacted by it when they listen. Yeah. For me, the encouragement of her story is it's never too late. And don't give up, you know, for, uh, for people who are counseling, people who are having issues and, and, and struggling, like don't ever give up and don't ever give up hope because they're all it takes is that one moment where they, where it clicks, you know, that one moment where they see the light and it's like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. And, um, you know, don't give up on your friends and family in any way, shape or form. I mean, if honestly, one of the things is like, I knew God bought Paris in my life and I knew that I was committed to her for life. She's family to me now. And it's like, I, I couldn't walk away. I wasn't yeah. going to be like, oh, Paris is wishy-washy. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. You know, because I Thank had that, for that, I had that commitment to her. And, and, and sometimes I was like, you know, biting my lip going, oh, Lord, <laughs> please keep Paris, you know? Yeah. Um. So don't ever give up. And all it takes, guys, like we talk about that transformation, like all it takes is that moment, that, that, that realization and it's, and it kicks you into, into that upgrade. Amen. That's so good. Thank you guys for having me. I hope I made you guys proud. Continue to make you guys proud. Thank you guys for not giving up on me. Despite my mess. You're wonderful. I'm a whole mess. (laughs) Reform mess. (laughs) A reform mess. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys, uh, for catching this episode. Uh, If you liked it, please share it with a friend. Let somebody know that you were um, impacted by it. Um, This podcast is really fun for us to produce, and we would love for it to get into the ears of more people. So um, feel free to share. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Follow us on Instagram. Yes. uh, Go ahead, social media manager. (laughs) Give us the plug. No, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you very much. That's it. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now. This has been an episode of Life for Your Soul, brought to you by The Sevenfold. For more info on who we are and what you've heard in today's episode, head over to thesevenfold.com. Today, we leave you with this blessing from 3 John. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Until next time, this is Life for Your Soul.